This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. Well, I'm sure excited you guys are here tonight. This has been an incredible series this summer talking about the Thrive series. And so I wanna encourage you to get back into it and just continue to watch what God's gonna do. But one of the best things I want you to do is to open your Bibles. So if you need a Bible tonight, would you lift your hand up and the other ushers will serve you with one. I want you to have your eyes on the Bible on your own so that you're flipping the pages, feeling that page turn. It's so much better. Sometimes, you know, we get on our phones and we click and we do those things and that's okay except when an email comes through or a text message or a Snapchat or something along those lines, notification can easily distract you from what God wants to share with you. And so I just highly encourage you, it's a good thing to bring the word of God to the house of God. Amen? Amen, there we go. All right, well, we're gonna uh, take up our tithes and offerings. So if you would, the seat backs and the seat backs in front of you are the seed envelopes. If you want to grab one of those for if you're giving with cash, if you're giving with check, you can make it out to FCFC or FC. Um, there are different ways that you'll see on the board how to give, and they'll go through that. Uh, Mark chapter nine, verse twenty-three, is what we're going to talk about. And I love this scripture. I love how Jesus point blank asks the question. Sometimes you know you hear people say, "Well, we just didn't want to talk about the elephant in the room." And Jesus is like, there's an elephant right here, and here's the problem. See, and I think we try to skirt our way around it sometimes instead of point blank getting to where we need to get to. And I love how he does this. He says, what do you mean if I can? See, if you read this whole passage here, you start seeing, oh, I've trusted you, Lord. I believed in God. I believed that I've done this. But I don't know if you can. And he kind of has that statement. And Jesus says, wait, what do you mean, if I can? And I love that he goes on and he said, Jesus asked, anything is possible if a person believes. See, here's what it came back down to. It wasn't the fact that if Jesus could, it was simply, if I believe. Do you believe that I can? Because remember, anything is possible to those who believe. That's what it comes back down to. And I love the very next statement because this is what it gets to. This is the real moment in this father's life. The father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. See, there's sometimes in life we have to recognize where we fall short and ask the Lord, help me to overcome that. Help me to overcome that area. And I think tithes and offering and I think financial blessings that the Lord has for us Remember, it's not on him, it's on us. Because he set what he set in stone long before. The Bible teaches us and it says there will be winter, there will be summer, there will be seed time, there will be harvest, there will be cold, there will be hot. Seasons will come and seasons will go, but the Lord reminded us specifically, whatever you sow, you shall reap. But it's a decision we have to choose to make. Do you believe? I love it because he says, What do you mean if I can? What do you mean if I can make your finances better? What do you mean if I can bless you? Anything is possible to those who believe. Let's pray. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to honor you. Lord, we ask that you would bless us, lead us, and guide us as we give tonight. Father, I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you that you bless those that give, Father. We trust and we lean on you and all that we do. Lord, we give it to you in Jesus' name. Amen. With your tithes and offerings, you know, that's something that uh, is very significant. Literally, that is action 
That is being obedient and putting into action what you believe. And that's what I love about it. One of my favorite things to do, and I share this all the time, but I get a notification anytime a deposit goes into my bank account. And I love that when I see my paycheck come in, because right when that comes in, the very next thing I do is I clear that, I swipe over, and I hit the FC app. I open it up, and it's a new one. If you haven't noticed it, it's a new one, so it threw me off for a little while to find the giving. But it's down on the bottom. I click give, then I click that, and it takes me right into the planning center app. I go into give. I click one-time gift. This is what it is because we make different amounts at different times. And so this is what it came back to. I love the fact that right when I see it, the very next thing I do is to honor God with it because that's the decision we have to choose to make. Do we truly trust the Lord in this area? And so I just encourage you, continue to stick with that. Um, I've got a few announcements I wanna go over real quick before we get into the word. I do wanna tell you this. If you're taking notes, let's go ahead and pull those out. And the title of tonight's message is God's Creative Finances. God's Creative Finances. We're gonna have three points, so you can put number one, put a little slash right there. I'm gonna go over these real quick, and then we'll get into the word. Uh, Sunday first service classes are open. Preschool classes are open. That's an exciting thing. Make sure you're here for that. This Saturday, 9 a.m., we'll have men's breakfast. If you have questions or want more information about that, Ernest will be up here at the front to answer those things. We are in need of donations for backpacks and school supplies uh, to give to the back to school, uh, bash, back to the school um, stuff that's coming up. Um, grab a flyer for that. All the information's in there on what we are needing. Each class is different, so we try not to be specific, but we try to cover a wide variety, you know, the, the paper and the pens and the pencils and the folders and all those things, so that we can knock those things off of each and every parent's list so that they just can handle a little bit more on that. Um, teachers, we wanna bless you. Make sure you get that stuff. You saw the announcement on there. Make sure you go online and fill, it, fill out um, a wish list for the items you need for your classroom. We truly wanna bless your class, we wanna pray over those things. We wanna put God's anointing in your classroom as much as it is in here. We wanna see it in that classroom too. And the last thing I wanna remind you, uh, this Friday night at 7 p.m. is young adults. Make sure you put that on your calendars and join us. It's gonna be an incredible night. I encourage you to do that. So um, any questions, definitely check out our uh, website, check out the app and stay connected with everything that we can do. All right, let's go ahead and get into the message. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to 3 John there's only one chapter, but I, somebody asked me and said, there is no 3 John 2. No, it's 3 John, first chapter, 2. So go ahead and go to 3 John uh, 1, 2, and we'll go ahead and pray. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We ask you to bless this night. I thank you, Father, that you have done already so much. But Father, you're not done. You're wanting to do so much more. So Father, I pray for divine revelation. I pray, Father, for words of wisdom and guidance to come into our lives, Father. I pray that your word becomes enlightening into our lives, Father, that it lights up and connects us with something that we've been missing for so long. Father, I ask that you would bless us, lead us, and guide us as we trust in your word. And I ask you to help me to speak this message with simplicity and clarity. Father, give me thoughts and ideas, things that I planned on not saying so the life would be affected and know how much you love them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So the title, once again, is God's Creative Finances. God wants you and I to live this life blessed. John 10.10 10 says, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy, yet I have come to give you life and life to the fullest. And so I ask you this question before we get going. What does life to the fullest truly mean? When I say that scripture, what does that seem like to you? What pictures go through your mind? What words cross your thoughts? What things do you see as you go through life to the fullest? 
You know, the Lord is all about life. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever shall believe in him shall have eternal life. See, God continues to talk about life. John 6, 63, that says that the spirit was the creator of life. He created it all. God was there in the beginning. The Bible says in John 1, 1, that he was there in the beginning. He's there today. The word was there in the beginning and it was still here today. It's the exact same thing. See, the Lord is talking about the truth and what life is all about. But when I talk about the fullness of this life, it's not living paycheck to paycheck. It's not living worried about thing after thing after thing. The Bible talks about the fruit of the spirit as peace, love, joy, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That fruit should be evident in everything we do. And I think those are the decisions we have to choose to make on who we choose to honor is who our money's gonna show honors. And I think this is what it comes back to. God has creative finances and I wanna walk through a process as we see. See, as we talk about God's blessing, we need to look at the results of those things. One of my favorite things to do right now, I I love playing golf. I've loved it since I was a little kid. Um, I played it all the way through. I I just love getting out there and playing. And this week is the British Open. So the PGA Tour is uh, playing the British Open. They'll be teeing off at like 1.30 in the morning. Um, It's the craziest time in the world because if you literally wake up at three o'clock in the morning, you're not mad and want to go back to sleep. You actually get up, go watch TV. Um, it's It's a fun thing I love to do because it's, I get to see these guys compete in a totally different atmosphere. But one of the things that's fun about going up to this is they keep talking about all these guys. Well, I think this guy's doing this and this guy's been talking with this coach and this guy's been doing this. And you hear these names of these coaches. And when you talk about these coaches, you see how good they are because they say, oh, this coach has worked with this player, this player, this player, this player, this player, this player, this player. And they continue to go through and they list all these guys who have had great success And you realize very quickly, man, that guy's a pretty good coach. These guys were good, but he made every one of them better. And they all go to him for something. Well, he must know what he's talking about. And I think it's the same thing that when we look at God, we have to look at his resume of who he has had in his life that he's produced great things through. And I think one of the best people that we can look at is Abraham. You know, the Bible shares with us that he was a friend of God that he spent a lot of time with God and he was a close friend of God. And I, as I was going through and I was studying and I was spending time and doing some reading, I came across these areas that the Lord supernaturally blessed Abraham because he lived by four amazing principles. In Genesis 13, it says, Abraham was very rich in cattle, gold, and silver. He was very rich is what the Bible says. That's what the word says. So to be very rich, you have to be blessed. And in order to be blessed, how does he get there? Well, it's very simple. Abraham listened and obeyed God and God blessed him and prospered him. See, here's the first thing. We hear those things at the end. We think, well, that's great. But we start here. It says, Abraham listened. Abraham got in the word. And then he obeyed. And then God blessed him. And then God prospered him. See, it's a step-by-step process. We have to be the one to take the step. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, right? We believe that, but do we trust that? Because there's two different areas in there. We can believe that you're a good person, but do I trust that you're a good person? I always think about this. 
One of my favorite things is to watch people go through the, the faith fall, where they turn around, the trust fall, where they go backwards, they do those things. I was watching a video one time, and it was funny because we used it for uh, daylight savings, and the guy was standing there, and they're like, okay, get ready, ready, one, two, three, and he falls forward, and they're all behind him. Starts laughing, the thing kicks up and says, don't forget to fall backwards, it's fall back, trying time change. But it's funny, it's one of those moments in there that we have to choose on are we gonna trust God in this set, setting? Are we gonna trust that you're gonna do this? I remember when my kids were little, they'd get on the diving board and I'd get underneath and I'd be treading water and I'd be waiting. And they would be like, are you gonna catch me? I'm like, yes, I'm gonna catch you. And they're like, well, I'm not sure. And I'm like, well, I'm getting tired of treading. So yes, let's jump, let's get this. And I remember I would sit there and I'd sit there and I'd sit there and they would jump in and I'd grab them and we'd put them up. And all of a sudden they were like, oh, this is great. And they would get out and they'd go up the diving board and they'd do it again and they'd do it again and they'd do it again because they trusted. See, Abraham was a friend of God because he trusted God. Abraham had four major principles he lived by. In Genesis 12, one through four, it says he listened and he obeyed God. In Genesis 12, seven, he said he honored God and prospered and God prospered him. He was prospered because he honored God. Genesis 13, five through nine says he was generous and avoided strife. Genesis 18, 24 through 33 said he was compassionate towards others. See, if you want God to be involved in your finances and prosper, you must honor these basic principles. It all started, he listened and obeyed God. He honored God and God blessed him. He was generous and he avoided strife. He didn't have time for that. I'm not even gonna mess with those things. He looked at his nephew and said, which do you want, this land or this land? I'll go the opposite, you pick, you pick. He looked at one side and it was lush and green. He looked at the other and it was kind of dead and he goes, well, I think I'll take this side. Abraham's like, sounds great. He goes over here and he gets incredibly blessed on this area. Abraham wasn't in the fighting to prove he was right. He was into fighting to honor God. See, we've got to change our perspective on that. Third John chapter two, Chapter one, verse two, let's correct that. It says this, dear friends, I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in body as you strong in spirit. See, this is the scripture that we've been using throughout this whole series. But I think if you were to ask yourself that simple question on how it says it, I hope all is well with you that you are as healthy in body as you are strong in spirit. So does that mean that how strong I am in spirit is how healthy I am in my body? Some of us who are hurting right now are going, ow, that doesn't feel good. But maybe that's something we need to look at. See, I think when we read these scriptures, we can't just gloss over them. We can't say, oh, that sounds good. Oh, that's a good one right there. I'm gonna highlight that one. I'm gonna tweet that one out. Doesn't mean anything until it tweets in our heart. It highlights in our heart on those things. See, we are called to thrive, and I believe that goes back to my first question. What does it mean to live life to the fullest? This happens when we thrive in all areas God has called us to thrive in. If you're taking notes, number one is this. Have a plan and purpose. Have a plan and purpose. Proverbs chapter 29 and if you have your Bibles, we're gonna stay in Proverbs quite a bit. We're gonna kind of go around a little bit, but we're gonna spend a lot of time in Proverbs. Proverbs 29, verse 18 says this, when people 
Do not accept divine guidance. See, catch that right there. When they do not accept it. It's not that God didn't give them wisdom. It's not that God didn't show them the way. It's the fact that they didn't accept it. They run wild. But whoever obeys the law is joyful. See, I love that statement right there. Because when you choose to obey the law, man, it says that your life is gonna be full of joy. It's what it comes back down to. See, as I process through this, when I have a plan and a purpose for every dollar that goes out, I start to tell it where to go. I love what Pastor Evan said last week as he quoted John Maxwell. He said, a budget is telling your money where to go instead of wondering where it went. See, that's a decision that we choose to make. See, this dollar was already assigned. It doesn't go to McDonald's because I was hungry when I drove by and I got a whiff of something. It was already assigned to something. It was already assigned out there. See, I remember years ago, my wife and I went to a a baseball game in San Diego. And I remember, for some reason, I was holding somebody else's money. And so I had some money in this pocket and I had my money in this pocket. And I remember I was pulling them out and I couldn't remember which one was which. And I went to go buy some tickets from, well, Scalper. So a guy who was selling extra tickets, he didn't, have, he didn't need them, so he sold me a couple extra tickets. And so um, he, we're up there and we're talking and he said, he said, I'll sell them to you for 100 bucks. I said, all I got is 20. He goes, well, that's not enough. And I said, not in your ballpark. I said, it isn't mine. I'll go find somebody else. And so we got to walk in and he's like, shoot, I'm tired of waiting. Sure, I'll take your 20 bucks. So we got two tickets. We're sitting like 10 rows up off of the third base dugout is a great thing. I remember though when I pulled out, I pulled out the wrong wad of money and there was a lot of money there. And he goes, you got more than 20 bucks? I said, oh no, this isn't my money. I put it back in my pocket. He goes, what do you mean? It's not your money, it's in your pocket. I said, no, I'm holding that for somebody else. See, that's a sign to somebody else. I don't have the right to spend that money. See, this is the money I can spend. And I handed him the $20. But you know, that's the attitude that we have to choose. It's no, 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 no. See, that money's already assigned somewhere else. That's not to be used for this. See, I can tell you this. Your money is gonna listen to where you tell it to go or it's gonna listen to where I don't know tells it where to go. You're like, wait, what's that mean? Well, have you ever said this? Now, where's all your money go? I don't know. See, see, we have this, I, I don't know where it goes. See, either I'm gonna tell it where to go or I don't know who's gonna tell it where to go. And that I don't know likes to spend freely everywhere. See, we gotta make a decision. We gotta walk down through this. I love this. One, my wife is amazing at so many things and she surprises me all the time. But if you don't have a purpose with your money and your finances, it goes everywhere, it hears a noise. See, where it hears a calling, it's gonna go there. My wife did this amazing thing. Years ago, we used to go on vacations and, and when we'd go on vacations, man, I would, I would like, I would be like, okay, we can go to the like hotel and I guess we'll go swimming and that's what we'll do for fun and maybe we'll go like, we're gonna fill up. Make sure you guys eat a bunch because it's free breakfast. We don't have a lot of money to spend on anywhere else and so we wouldn't do anything. And it became, these vacations became like this, like almost stress-filled moments time after time after time because we didn't have any money. Because I knew this, if I went and spent my money there, when I got back, I'm gonna be, dreading every single day. So I would rather suffer there so that I can live over here. But my wife started doing this thing. 
Every time we'd pick up extra little jobs, doing extra things, she'd start putting money aside. She'd start putting money in an envelope. I didn't even know about it. And we finally, we went on a vacation and she said, I've saved $1,800. And I'm like, holy cow, you've done what? She goes, yeah, I saved all this money for our vacation. And I'm like, oh, we're going on vacation. This is going on vacation is what I'm talking about. And it changed the whole atmosphere. You know, I didn't go on that vacation worried about the money I was going to spend because that money was already assigned to our vacation. It was set aside because she had started planning and purposing every bit of it. And I will tell you what, vacation's a lot more fun when you plan them out, when you have a purpose, when you set those things and you walk through that. See, let me remind you, it's so much more fun knowing that you're not going to be in debt when you get back from vacation. So much better. Number two, if you're, take, if you're taking notes, is this. Talk with someone. Proverbs chapter 12. And we're gonna get into this. This is, this is so key right here. Proverbs 12, verse 14. We're gonna go through a lot of verses real quick right here, okay? Proverbs 12, 14 says, wise words bring many benefits and hard work brings reward. Wise words, wise words come from wise people. Seek those people out. Proverbs 15, 22 Plans go wrong for lack of advice. Many advisors bring success. Proverbs 16, one through three says, we can make our own plans, but the Lord gives the right answer. People may be pure in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their motives. Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Proverbs 24, verses five and six. I know we're going through these fast, but I want you guys to get these things. It says, the wise are mightier than the strong, and those with knowledge grow stronger and stronger. So don't go to war without wise guidance. Victory depends on, many, on having many advisors. See, when you start to talk to somebody, it changes your perspective. See, so many times in life, we're like, we, I, I just don't know where our money goes. I don't know what happens. Pastor Evan last week talked about setting up a budget walking through a process, setting things in order, the correct order. And when you do that, it changes everything. See, this is your choice, but wisdom comes from those who you choose to seek. You have to be careful with the people you allow in your life, as sometimes they can really destroy you. Psalms 1, and I'll read this real quick due to time. We're going to zip through this. Psalms 1.1 says, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or stand around with sinners, or join with the mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. See, listen, it's not about getting the advice from other people that don't know what they're doing. It's about trusting in what the Lord is doing. See, Proverbs 16, 8 says, pride comes before the fall. Haughtiness leads in those areas. See, when we walk through that process and we have to do that, I wanna re read that out because I wanna get to this point. See, sometimes we don't seek out advice on how to be better with our finances because of pride. But Proverbs 16, 18 says this, pride goes before destruction and haughtiness before a fall. See, pride leads into destruction, but then the haughtiness is what causes the fall. See, haughtiness are for those who were really superior in their spirits. They have a confidence and assurance of their capabilities. 
See, that's what it comes back down to. See, pride is the thing that says, I can figure this out. I can figure it out. I can figure it out. The problem is everything you figured out to do is wrong. Because we're not seeking wise advice around those that are here. Listen, this is what I'm telling you to do. Very simple. Find somebody in your life that is successful. Ask them to go to lunch. See if you can go to coffee with them. And you look at them and say, I don't know how to be successful with my finances. I am getting my butt kicked. I need help. I need help. Tell me what you did that helped you. Tell me the steps that you went through. I can point to other people in this house right now and I can say, go to that person, go to that person, go to that person and watch what they've done. They didn't have the lucky numbers in the lotto. They didn't get this great inheritance. They put simple steps in order and they stuck to those things. See, sometimes we just have to humble ourselves and realize that there are people out there that can help. When you find someone in your life that is financially successful, I would encourage you to set up that meeting and ask them about their choices and how they handle their finances. And number three, as we begin to close, stand on the word of God. Stand on the word of God. Once you understand those first two things, Hebrews chapter 11, verses one through three says this, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in the days of old earned a good reputation. Verse three, by faith we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command and we see and that we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. See, what it comes back down to is this. You make a choice on where the word will stand in your life. I love to read books one of the things that I was doing as I was preparing for this is I have, I have a ton of these little books. These little books, some of them written by Kenneth Hagin. This one's written by uh, Annette Capps. Her dad is Charles Capps. I have a bunch of his little books. These little books are about 30, 40 pages, take about 10, 15 minutes to read. But they are so many incredible nuggets in these things. Sometimes you may be struggling with something. One of the things that you need to do is you need to get books on those things that you're struggling with. If you're struggling and believing in faith, then get a book on faith. Get these little ones. If you go to Mardell and you go to the spirit-filled section, they have this whole little section right there full of these little books, all full of great authors that have divine nuggets that sometimes you'll read and you'll be like, oh, I totally forgot about all that. Or you may say, I've never seen that before in the Bible. Sometimes the best thing you can do is just stop and read and get back on the right track with the word. Because listen, I love to read these works because I know I've gotta get better at them. I have a lot of these books and they take about 30 minutes to go through. And these books help me to remember how I need to stand on the word of God. There are times that I get caught up looking around at those ideas shared from others instead of the true word and the true ideas that I need to be looking at. See, God is interested in developing your character. I came across this quote. God is interested in developing your character. At times he lets you proceed, but he will never let you go too far without discipline to bring you back. In your relationship with God, he may let you make a wrong decision. Then the spirit of God causes you to recognize that it is not God's will and he guides you back to the right path. That was Henry Blackby. See, when we learn to stand on the word of God, everything changes. It all starts with a commitment to the Lord in all areas. 
this is what it comes back down to. The best illustration that I have ever used in my life comes from a game of poker. There's a game of poker called Texas Hold'em. And there becomes a point where you are so trusting that your hand is better than any hand on the entire table. That you are so confident that this is the right answer. That you do this thing and you use these two words and you say, I'm all in. And what you do is you push those chips out there. And there's no going back. You've put everything you've got into that decision. That one decision, it all comes down. Doesn't matter what has led to that decision. That is the ultimate decision. Good or bad, you put it all in. And you say, I'm all in. You flip the cards over. It doesn't matter if you automatically lost or whether you're winning right now. You can't take those chips back. You can't do anything. But when you go all in, it changes everything. See, let's go back to our life. We can't be part of the way in with God. See, a lot of people view God as a buffet. They walk up and they say, I don't like salad. Spinach, no way. Let's go to the dessert aisle first. We'll get a little of that. I need to eat a little something healthy, so I'll get some potatoes because they're vegetables, right? We'll get, a, we'll get some steak. We'll grab some ice cream on the way by. We'll get some potatoes, get some more gravy on there. We'll walk by and we skip everything else because we want to pick and choose what we want. That's not what it's like with God. We gotta stop, we gotta go all in. We gotta trust that his steps are gonna lead us in the right path. So if you would, bow your heads and close your eyes. If you're in this place with every head bowed and every eye closed, I'm gonna ask you two things. One is this. If you've never gone all in with the Lord, tonight's your night. Listen, the Bible teaches us that the fruit of the spirit is peace, love, joy, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If those aren't evident in your life every day, then we gotta make a decision. Have I truly committed or have I let something else slide in? And if I've never fully committed to the Lord, tonight's your night. Because it's time to stop playing games. It's time to go all in. And so as I look across this room, if you're in that place, I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand in just a second. But maybe you've accepted the Lord before, but you realize I've walked away. I wanna pray with you. And so if you're in either one of those two categories, would you just simply lift your hand up and say, will you pray for me? Will you lead me in this? I see those hands going up. Listen, this is between you and the Lord where you make this decision. I thank you for those that are willing to stand up and say that. As I look across this room one last time, is there anyone else? I don't wanna miss anybody. If they're tugging on your heart, don't, don't back off. Just lift that hand up and say, I'm ready, Lord. I'm ready to go all in. I see those hands. Now I'm gonna pray for this second part is this. If you have struggled with your finances, if the voice of I don't know has become more powerful than the voice of God in your finances and in your life, and you're tired of not knowing where things are going, it's time to commit your finances, your budgeting, everything, and tell the Lord, I need your help. And so if that's you, just lift your hand up in the air. Listen, there are hands that went up all over this place. It's your choice right now. So as I look across this room one last time, just set them up real quick and just keep them up. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you so much for each and every one of these that raised their hands, Father.
First, I pray for those that have chose, made the choice tonight to commit to you, Father, that they choose to go all in. Father, no matter what they've done before, whether they have accepted or never accepted, I pray that you would bless them, lead them, and guide them, Father. And for those that are asking for help with their finances, sometimes, Lord, it's simply as putting you Lord of their life and making the decision to say, Lord, you're of our finances too. We give you it all. And so if you're in this place and you had your hand raised in either one of those two areas or those three areas, I'm gonna ask you to repeat this prayer. Pray it loud enough you can hear it with your own ears. And for those who didn't, would you pray this in encouragement? Say, Father, I confess Jesus as Lord of my life, of all my life. I commit my finances, I commit my family, I commit my decisions, and I commit my heart to honor you and all that I do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Listen, I, I highly encourage you, you guys can go ahead and stand to your feet, but I highly encourage you find somebody to help you with your finances. This isn't a game we play on our own. Get a team together. The Lord didn't do it on his own. He got 12 disciples to come with him. That's what it's all about. So I encourage you, find those ones, celebrate, hold accountable to each other, and let's get out of debt. Let's watch what the Lord can do, and let's watch how much vacations can be, how much fun they can be when we truly honor God with everything we do. Thank you guys so much. If you need prayer, we'll be done. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.